When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Monday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, the two sharpest dressed men in all of Philadelphia. Zach, how are you? Doing well. Excited for the show. Always look forward to a Monday show. How much do you look forward to a Monday show relative to a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Friday? I'm excited for each show. Why don't you stork rank those days of the week? They each take on different personalities. Monday show, you just have the game. You're still kind of fresh from the game within the 24-hour rule, as the players like to say. We just got off the phone, or the video, I should say, with the Nick Zoom. Sirianni. So we have a little more uh, information and perspective from what we watched and what we really reviewed and what we dissected today. And then Tuesday, you're starting the transition to the upcoming game. We hear from Baldy. We break down the film. Wednesday, uh, I'm at the facility that they pivoted the week. Thursday, you're full in on the opponent, right? We're doing our draft. And then Friday, the hay is in the barn, right? So each day kind of takes on a different personality. But Monday, you're still feeling the game from the day before. So a lot to discuss from the best team in the NFL. A very Nick Sirianni of you there. You did a nice little long answer without even attempting at any point to answer the question that was asked. Good job. You, I literally answered the question. No, you I said, said, what do you look, what stork rank the, the, how much you look forward to each show? Cause you said you always look forward yeah. to a Monday show. I want to know how that stacks up to your excitement level for the other shows. I take it a day at a time though. So <laughs> again, I'm excited. Again, for this. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a ranking. Good job. You're, I don't you're, have a you're channeling I mean, your Sirianni. I would say this Monday show. I'm the, I am usually working on the least amount of sleep. Okay? okay. My favorite show is probably the Thursday show because Wednesday we didn't talk. And there, you know, the, the, there's a lot. Well, we did talk. We just didn't talk in front of cameras. We were sure. usually texting or calling. Pillow chat. Yep. <laughs> Not pillow chat. I mean, come on now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I would say Thursday show. But then I, I love Friday because, you know, Friday you're in game mode. Tuesday we have Baldy. That's always so. I like them all. Yeah. I like them all. I think we all. How about my favorite day? That. My favorite day is Sunday. No doubt about that. There is nothing. Nothing like game day during the week. I like a Monday show. I feel like the Monday show is the show that is most um, like 
familiar to the old school post game pod uh, okay. from our previous place because I think I think it's as if we were doing that show in the way that you had originally pitched, not originally pitched it, but pitched it once or maybe yeah. on Emily's behalf, which yeah. was to go to sleep and then do it again. Yeah. But then it's not going to be in anybody's feeds in the morning and nobody's going to listen. And and now we get to experience this, right? Now we get to do it here. Yes. All right. So we've got lots to talk about. We have uh, some injury stuff to talk about, what we heard from Nick Sirianni, a big week, obviously, as the Eagles turn the page to the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk about some thoughts on the offense and the defense that we maybe didn't get to in the postgame show last night. The trade deadline is a day away, so we're going to decide whether we think that Howie's got another move in him. And hey, then, those prices uh, went up. That Leonard Williams deal. Yes. Wild. I didn't mean to cut you off, but... It's okay. I, I cut you off all the time. It's, it's, that is true, It's good for the gooses. That is true. Good for me. Um, yeah. Now, you made this point last week that most of the trades made at the deadline last year very much a seller's market it turned out and uh i mean getting a second round pick for a half season of leonard williams it's a pretty good deal i agree it's a good deal especially for a team that probably has buyer's remorse on jamal adams right they gave up a lot yeah so people say when howie calls he shouldn't pick up maybe when the new york or the north jersey zip code uh is on john schneider's phone don't pick up right because of the jets maybe just schneider yeah but no, uh, in all in all seriousness here, I I think that that was an expensive price. That said, and this is something the Eagles are looking at now. In the words of Daryl Morey, well, not in the words of Daryl Morey, but opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, and I very much believe that this is an opportunity. If you have an opportunity to win, you you try to capitalize it. Now you don't mortgage your future or or over- mortgage or or over leverage yourself, but if you feel like that window is open. Bust through because you you, you never you just, know. I mean, it depends on how high the window is up. If you just bust through this window, you're falling. It's not going to feel good when you land. You would take that literally, yes. <laughs> I mean, just saying, like, just because you're just because you're seven and one doesn't mean you got to go self defenestrating. No, and 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 you operate within reason, but. Look, from a fan's perspective, if it, yeah, I well, can understand and why it is why, you know, Howie Roseman does operate yeah. this way. And it is why if you are a fan of the Eagles, it's one of the reasons that you're happy to have Howie Roseman as your GM, because he does take those uh, opportunities, not a lengthy visitor things seriously. However, seeing that price, it makes me feel uh, like if I was if you would ask me five hours ago, what how many turkeys I would put on Howie making a deal and. I would say that I've I've lost a couple turkeys on that just because I don't think he's going to pay that kind of price for, for no. a player like that. Yeah, no, I I actually think one of the things that Howie's probably mindful of from the 2018 to 2020 window was, and he obviously knew the importance of of draft picks there. But we've had this conversation about you know building versus maintaining. Right. And that you always need to be building. So it's okay. It's okay to make a trade for, you know, a player who can kind of tilt your odds. Uh, but you don't want to over leverage yourself and, and, and give up too many valuable assets. And so uh, the Eagles have done a really good job stacking this cupboard, you know, even with the best record in the NFL, they have a first and two seconds right next year. Uh, and you, you don't want to, sell, 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 or I should say buy, 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 and sell your assets unless it's Well, Justin it's Timberlake the right deal. out of you there. Bye, bye, bye. 
Who's Justin Timberlake? Oh, no, he performed at a halftime one time. That was a joke. Um, sorry. So the only reason you know Justin Timberlake is from Janet Jackson's nipple. Wow. I did not see that. Uh, I did not have that one on the bingo card today. That's not the only reason that I know uh, Justin Timberlake. But is that what got you into football? No, I was in the football <laughs> way before that. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's have this conversation now because we were going to save it for the end. But, but let's just get into the, the trade deadline stuff. All right. We're getting right into it. Do you think that how he's going to make a move? Uh, you know, Diana Rossini reporting over the weekend. Mm -hmm. He's looking at linebacker. Um, I don't know that I see linebacker as a big need for them yeah. unless it's going to be a really good player. And if it's a really good player, I don't see Howie Roseman paying the price for a linebacker who is a really good player. You're right. And because we look at it from the tilting the championship odds equation, right? And uh, the Eagles were starting to know Elby when they won the Super Bowl. Like the Eagles historically don't value linebackers uh, the way they do some of these other positions. Now, they can probably use an upgrade there. But if, if you're talking like a sixth round pick or, you know, but the, the kind of player seven. you would get with a sixth round pick are, is are they any better than well so that's what yeah Nicholas that's what Morrow and so like look the Vikings are essentially <clears throat> they just lost their, their starting quarterback sure. right so if they're saying Jordan Hicks is not part of our plans here uh you know we'll trade him get that salary off our books and take any type of draft capital then yeah then I can understand it but to give up like any notable draft capital for a, a linebacker would surprise me. I know that there's a sentiment among the fan base, and, and, and you did a really good job in Quackatology last week kind of outlining some of the candidates. There's a sentiment among the fan base, and uh, credit to Elliot Shore Parks, who I was sitting next to at the game, was, was saying this too. Nick Sirianni's favorite tweeter. <laughs> about running back and like um, – you know, that they can really upgrade that second running back. I've seen people on Twitter today messaging me or, or, or messaging about that, like that they can upgrade from the Gainwell role. Maybe, but I'd be surprised if they give up notable draft capital for that too. So I, I was listening to the show on the, on the way home last night. You and, 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 and Jamie did a good job. Um, and you were talking about how James Bradbury might be taking a step back. Like if – I don't know how you unseat because because then what do you do with with Bradbury? So I don't see them trading for a corner, maybe a slot. I can see that. Although they they seem to like Sidney Brown and Eli Ricks, uh, so I can only see how he make. I, I'm I have no doubt how he is working the phones, no doubt, and I have no doubt that it, look Diane is outstanding, and the linebacker thing makes sense. I mean that's their weakest spot on the depth chart now. Uh, but I can't see Howie giving up significant draft capital or any like notable draft capital. And I can also see the Eagles trying to be sellers. Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated had the report that, that Derek Barnett's available. Derek Barnett's been available. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so there can also be a player-for-player player type swap. And by the way, if, if, if you can move Barnett for a linebacker, I can, I can understand that. Get Nolan Smith some more snaps. Player-for-player yeah. player deal. Yeah, Penny could be potentially used there. I will say, uh, even if they Barnett notwithstanding, I would not put it past Howie to add another edge rusher, um, because you look at the snap percentage from yesterday, and Nick even said this. He alluded to the fact that they were talking about the rotation from yesterday. Yeah. There were some guys they want to play a little bit less. Great some question guys they from Bo Wolf. A little bit more. You know, 
Nolan Smith played four snaps yesterday. Mm. Derek Barnett played six snaps yesterday. Brandon Graham played uh, like 13 snaps. They're not getting a lot from those guys right now. And Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat played a ton of snaps. It's not a crazy amount compared to the rest of the league, but from the way that we know the Eagles want to run that rotation, it is a lot right now. And for a team that knows, you know, December and January and maybe February is when they need these guys, I don't, I don't think that I would put a Robert Quinn-type trade past Howie at this point. Obviously, he would hope that it turns out better. But unless, Nolan, unless they think Nolan Smith is ready to play a role that he, they have not trusted him with yet, I, I think that that is possible. There is a chance that what you just said is clipped and spread around social media, similar to Shields' uh, Super Bowl prediction. Uh, it's because, not specific enough. Let's because be you bring up a very compelling point, and those snap counts do tell a story. Derek Barnett hasn't given them much as a pass rusher. Brandon Graham uh, hasn't been as productive as he's been last season. Nolan Smith has they don't want to put him out there for a lot of snaps. As Howie will say, you can never have enough edge rushers, right? And by the way, if something were to happen to Sweat or something were to happen to Reddick, yes, that alters that alters your championship odds quite a bit. So no, I wouldn't put it past Maybe them. they trade for Daniel Hunter and then we get the Josh Sweat, <laughs> Daniel Hunter, Spider-Man meme thing. Maybe so. I just, yeah, I would be surprised. And I and I, I know Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated put out the Patrick Sertan trade last Wait, week. Wait, Connor or who? What? Connor Orr. Or who? Joy is laughing at, at your <laughs> jokes. Joy, don't charm him like that, okay? Uh, Joy is our outstanding producer. Um, <laughs> Connor Orr Albert? I don't... So, it would really surprise me if Howie gave up the first or the two seconds. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think that he knows they're going to pay Devontae, or they're going to try to pay Devontae. They're going to try to pay Landon Dickerson. They need potential. Is that the guy who looks a little bit like beefy Sam Howell? You love that. that <laughs> I mean, you're so proud of yourself for that comparison. Because yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I think Howie's, Howie knows that they have big contracts coming up. He's going to want to hold on to those picks. So it would surprise me if that's the case. I think if Howie makes a move, you're looking at like a late day three pick. And you're kind of fortifying your depth chart. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm, you know, scouring rosters to to th think who might be a trade candidate, I'm looking for like an old edge rusher as a, as like a you know like a Justin Houston type who could maybe come in for something like that. But yeah, I think I think that's about where I sit. Any chance about this? Minnesota comes calling in the quarterback. You think about you think you get a good return for Marcus Mariota? Would you do it? Uh, what's the return? A fourth. I would. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I would. I mean, are, uh, and, and I, don't I think, like Mariota more than you. I don't think that they would do that. I don't think they would either, but I, and I like Mariota more than you. I mean, the, the quarterback you. is already injured. True. Now, uh, personally, I'm ready to hand the keys to Tanner McKee, so I'm, I'm, I'll take what I can get from Marcus Mariota, but I don't think that they think that way. I don't think they think that way either. But the, the, I do know they were very impressed with McKee this summer. Very impressed. Well, I mean, they also have eyes. So, yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, speaking of people who have eyes, let's talk about Shady Rays. What a transition. What a transition. That's right. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the copy up. I so thought then, I had the copy up, and I How don't, about so I tell you about Shady why Rays? Why don't you tell me about Shady I Rays? Would, because I got to say, uh, I was driving 
down to Washington and had sunglasses on uh, for part of that ride, certainly not the ride home. Um, but I was scanning that Shady Rays website. This- as you were driving? No, not as I was oh, driving. Gosh. I was scanning that Shady Rays website. That's very this- much on the listeners radar that uh, your your habits okay. as a texter phoner and driver yeah please tell people about shady rays <laughs> i was i was scanning that shady rays website i i thought jamie had a great idea about using it as as gifts for uh you know secret santa um his rolodex of cousins rivals your siblings yeah. uh so uh and the reason is is because shady because shady rays are, are awesome you you should gear up for the season with quality shades built to last, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. There's durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports like Bo is, their quick, their quick swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is shady rays sunglasses. And if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after, after you purchase. I love that they're polarized. Polarized sunglasses are especially important and shady rays does that exceeding exceedingly well shady rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the u.s through their impact program teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy courageous lives through some of their most challenging times exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phly for 50 percent off Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Zach, I have a buddy who uh, has has started to make a bit of a uh, a thing on the weekends where he starts taking his son to this place, Wheelhouse Cards. Mm. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, unfortunately, he sort of made his son look like a chump when he told him not to bring his good cards to the the trade fest of the, of the Pokemon thing. But he's going to rectify that. He's going to do a better job, and his son's going to be in a, in a better spot. But boy, does his son love going to Wheelhouse Cards, and boy, does he get a kick himself out of the nostalgia. You know, we all remember our trading cards growing up, and Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. They've got stores in Wayne and Westchester. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Tops, Chrome, Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food Starter, and Shibe Vintage Sports. Looking to grade your sports card collection? Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop in to either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards or use this QR code you see on the screen and they'll hook you up. All right. Um, let's start with the offense. Zach. Okay. Well, 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 should we, I, I think before we do that, should we just give real quick injury updates? Yeah, Cause I, I see people in the chat Absolutely. are asking about it. 
Um, Jalen Carter has the uh, the back injury. Jeff McLean from the Inquirer reported that he had the MRI. I asked Nick Sirianni about Jalen Carter. Uh, he said Jalen Carter's feeling better today. They need to see him on the field this week. Uh, but it certainly doesn't sound like it's a long-term serious injury at this point based on the way it was described. Cam Jurgens is eligible to uh, return to practice this week if the Eagles want him to. Uh, it certainly sounds like the Eagles are hoping he's on the field. Uh, as I said on the postgame show yesterday, Cam Jurgens was at the game. He's walking around. He's moving well. Sirianni gave him credit for kind of working out when uh, you know he was or for uh, rehabbing on IR. And it certainly sounds like the Eagles are going to see if he can be back this week. So uh, if the Eagles do activate that 21-day practice window, they would do it before practice on Wednesday. And then uh, if they like what they see, he would be in the lineup on Sunday. So we'll have more information as the week goes on. And then the last one is Grant Calcaterra. He uh, sustained a concussion in the game. Uh, for those who know Grant Calcaterra's story, he actually retired from football when he was in college because of concussions that he suffered. He became a firefighter, uh, and then he returned to football. Uh, the Eagles obviously are judicious with any concussion. It's it's a serious issue in the NFL. Uh, but Nick Sirianni said that like they'll be cautious and more, basically, with Calcaterra. They'll be careful and, and more, knowing what that history is. So obviously there's no timetable right now for Calcaterra we, in the concussion protocol you have to go through it but my guess is the is the Eagles are particularly cautious uh given that history yeah Nick did a good job catching himself at the end there because he said you know a, a, a player's health is always more important mm -hmm. than winning a football game and then, and then at the end later in the press conference he was saying we will always 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 mm -hmm. do everything we can to win a football game and then he caught himself yeah. was like but but not with player's yeah. health so yeah. he did a good job there the Calcaterra thing is is uh you just you hope he comes out okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, anything that, that you think got glossed over a little bit from the offensive performance yesterday? Jalen Hurts throwing for four touchdowns. A.J. Brown continuing to stay hot. Uh, do you think he's the – I mean, I, I, Jamie asked you yesterday if you think he's the best receiver in the NFL, but, like, is this, is this a, as high a caliber as you've ever seen a wide receiver play? Well, I saw Julio Jones play when he was in Atlanta. <laughs> you didn't cover him. Well, I, I know. I was trying to make you laugh. Sorry. Uh, there was actually an <laughs> iTunes comment that, that said I should stop trying to get you to sell my jokes. Uh, and then there was another iTunes comment. And then was there an iTunes comment that said you should try harder to get no, me to sell your jokes? there's some person that wants me to do this. I, I, I shouldn't say this. I read your comment, okay? <laughs> Hit on the head. They said, don't explain to you why I was doing that. I just explained to you. But I appreciate all the people who are. What is going on? You went like this? You put your hands on your head? What does that mean? Yeah, he said, tap your head and don't explain the bow why you're doing it. And that will be a signal. He said, if you're actually reading the comments, do this. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I okay. actually read the comments. Yeah. I have appreciated for every one of our listeners and viewers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, that's... I mean, how much of a, like a show monkey are you? Like, what could he ask <laughs> you to do to prove that you read the comments? I don't think that was he that said, egregious like, to uh, hit my head. You know... Pull a Justin Timberlake and and uh, flash a nipple or something like that. Would you do that too? Um, no, that's ridiculous, <laughs> though. Um, but to get back to get back to uh, yeah, I think that AJ Brown is for the audio listeners. Zach just it was very weird. He just somebody said t told me to do this, and he just t put his hands on his head and tapped his head, and that was it. It's literally what someone said in the iTunes <laughs> comments. I, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm listening to our, our loyal audience. This is like, this is, this is part of customer service, right? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I view this as part of customer service. I want, yeah, I everyone- typically, I typically walk into a store and I say, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for a vacuum cleaner. Could you put your hands on your head and tap yourself a couple times? All right, well, there's, there's a scale here. But have you ever heard the expression? The customer is always right. You know, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to listen. Wrong. To, it's, it's- I'm, I'm trying to listen to our customers. Let's get back to, let's, let's get back to the question, which is AJ Brown. Yeah. The best receiver I've ever covered. No doubt about it. And you could, I could make a compelling case for best receiver in the NFL. I wrote today on allphly.com. You can check out my article that he is that the Hertz Brown combination is the best quarterback receiver combination in the NFL. Certainly playing like that right now. I mean, AJ Brown. There, are, I shouldn't say there are no words to describe what he's doing because literally what I do is use words <laughs> to describe what people are doing. Uh, but this run that he's on, and I said this yesterday, I can't emphasize it enough. I hope Philadelphia appreciates what they're seeing. He is 26 years old. Julio Jones said afterwards, he's a beast, and like he's going to be great for a while. And as great as these past six games have been, the a while part should excite fans even more because like he's in the prime of his career. He's wired the right way. Uh, he is, he's competitive. He's talented. He, he, he cares. He's a rare physical specimen with great hands, um, understands the position. And by the way, the amazing thing too, like what was lost in the game. Uh, oh, I, I know it wasn't totally lost because we talked about it. Devonte Smith had a hundred plus yards too, right? Um, no. what? No, no, he had 99 oh, yards. Or, or, okay. 99 yards. So near a hundred. <laughs> So near 100 yards. Okay, 100 yards. But yes. He had 99 This was the first time that all season, really, that they both were able to have a productive game. So I I look at it like this combination, and I've written this and I've said this, I was there for Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager and Greg Ward, right? (laughs) This is a different sport, and it's wild. Yeah, it is incredible. And... Jason Kelsey had a quote yesterday where it's so funny that Greg Ward is still in the practice squad. It's like, you know, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of a of, of a comparison where they've where they've made this huge jump. It would be like if they if they still made Matt Tobin be on the practice squad and watch as you know the offensive line <laughs> yeah. was much better. I mean, Greg Ward, might, he, I think he, he he could be a great coach one day. Former quarterback. I think they they sort of treat him as a coach. Yeah, knows the right game. Now. Very respected leader. Nice guy, Greg Ward. Um, but. Uh, the just like the uh, Jason Kelsey had a had a quote after after the game where he said, "It seems like their offense is throwing up to AJ," and he's like, I, "I'd be hard pressed to say that's the wrong thing to do." He's catching everything. He had eight targets. He had eight catches. Uh, and Washington couldn't cover him. And I don't know uh, who will because he is special. And this run that he's on, it's not a fluke. Six consecutive games. I, I put these these numbers out there. The last time a and this was in the story on allphly.com. The last time the Eagles had a wide receiver or a player have back to back 125 plus games. Did you see this? I did see it. Jeremy Macklin in 2014. Okay. The last time AJ Brown did not have did not have 125 yards was I think September 14th. So that week two. Yeah. And the Phillies at that point were still like early September. They, they had 77 wins. 
they just had a Christopher Sanchez versus Spencer Strider game against the Braves. Spencer Strider pitched well, beat them. Uh, and the Diamondbacks weren't even in the wild, like, like, like they were behind the Cubs in the, in the wild card race. That shows you how long ago it's been since AJ Brown did, did, did uh, AJ Brown did not have this. So that's a long way of saying, appreciate what you're seeing. Cause this has literally never happened before. Yeah. I mean, I said it on the, on the show last night, but last year he set the record for, you know, for receiving yards in Eagles franchise history. And right now he's on pace to have 500 more yards than that. Like, it's wild. It's crazy. Um, but uh, so you ask what what kind of is getting lost in this? Yeah, on the offensive I, side of the ball. I would say that the running game has not been productive really for these past two weeks. And I don't want to say it's it's concerning. Jason Kelsey said teams are, are really trying to to kind of limit the run, and that's that's partly why they're throwing the ball so well. But yeah, I I do think. Uh, that you want this running game to get back on track. I think they they. It's not that you don't want to uh, throw the ball to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. What's disappointing is they're not able to run the ball when they want to run the ball. You know, like the, that that four minute drive possession that they had, and they go three and out. You know, you get one hand off to DeAndre Swift that goes for one yard, and then they pass after that. Uh, I, I think. I mean, I think the Sue Opeta thing is is a part of this. Uh, it is a downgrade from Cam Jurgens at red red guard. Um, I I don't think that's all that it is. What, what do you got? Phone call flex there. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to silence it so you didn't get yeah, the Yeah, no, you got people sound. calling you. That, that's a flex. You know what that call's about? That's a call from uh, Jake on the softball team who wants to know if we're able to play tonight because we, there's a bit of a bug going through the team, oh. and uh, we may not have enough players. Softball flex now. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that is one thing I will flex about. But unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get to play. This whole season, it's been like rain. Uh, Phillies are in the playoffs. Nobody wants to play. Now everybody's sick. It's gonna, we're going to play like two games the whole fall season. Can't you guys gut through it? I mean, I'm not the one. I, but I mean, you never played sick before? <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I mean, I don't think that we want people like throwing up yeah. in the outfield if they have a really bad stomach bug. I don't know. I've never, mur- I've never missed work because of an illness. I never, yeah, see, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, uh, a, a few things. Softball's not work. Okay, yeah. Um, you are not most people <laughs> in almost every way, and I don't think that it's uh, necessarily your job to cast uh, aspersions on people for not playing softball when they have vomit and diarrhea going in there all right that's lives. a little too much information i, I thought we we're just talking about like the sniffles here man so all right let's let's get back I mean, on track. i'm here i'm let's get back on track yes <laughs> um yeah so i think the i think the running game is, is an issue but also you know that washington front is good they couldn't run the ball against the jets yes. but that jets front is good uh i'm not i'm not super concerned about the running game big picture i'm not either uh and I think DeAndre Swift is the is the answer there. Like more. What's DeAndre your take Swift on the answer. on the Gainwell part of this? I like Kenny. He hasn't done enough. Like he's getting the reps. You, you know, at some point, it can't just be based on demonstrated. It it, it it can't just be based on what you've done in the past. It has to be based on what's happening this Especially year. Especially at that position. And Kenny Gainwell's not doing enough this year, from where I stand. Now, I I, I think that he played well down the stretch last year in the playoffs. Uh, I thought he showed some juice as a rookie. Um, the the numbers aren't there. He did have a nice touchdown run two weeks ago, 
Uh, but but I I'd be you know I would get Swift the ball more, and I would give some of those carries either to Boston Scott or even Rashad Penny because I don't think you're getting enough production f- from Kenny Gainwell for the use uh, for the way you are using him. Yeah, I also think you know it's it's Sirianni's job to protect the players. Um, he's going to say what he needs to say yeah. to not make Kenny look bad. It's not the first time. He, that's that's the second fumble on a red zone carry this year. He had the one that Lane Johnson fell on. Uh, he, it's not it's not good enough. I, I don't think that yeah. they can lean on him as much as they have been leaning on him in the red zone uh, over the over the first half of the season. Uh, real quick, Kenny Gainwell update. Uh, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles are aware of the DM that at halftime. I think this is uh, so funny. A few like, things. First off, Nick Sirianni did his his best Bill Belichick impression, which was to pretend you don't know anything yeah. about social media. Right, yeah. Uh, is that a, so, uh, a, a tweet, a text message, uh, yeah. Snapchat him? Yeah, FaceTime. You know, they they pretend like they don't know anything about social media. Um, so Nick kind of. He can he can be allowed in the coach's picture at the owners meetings this go. year because he pretends that he doesn't know anything uh, uh, about social media. But then Nick did a really funny thing at the end. Oh, wait, so the Eagles did address it with Gainwell. He he said there's a period of time when those guys are like to themselves in the in the in the locker room. Um, but he they, he shouldn't be sending messages. And he's like he assumes an Eagles fan put that out. <laughs> he's like, what's up with that? He, he was mad at the Eagles fan for yeah, putting that. He's like out. mad at the guy, yeah. and that's when he actually starts to get riled up. I don't know. I think it's very funny. I think if you've got five minutes to yourself and you're Kenny Gainwell yeah. and you're mad that you fumbled the ball and you want to just get mad at a guy for jumping into your DMs, I think that's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Who who cares? Do Bo and Zach check their DMs? Yeah, I check my DMs all the time. I mean, or I should say whenever I can. I, I, I There's a, um, a loyal uh, reader, listener, viewer in Seattle who I need to get back to uh, once, wants to, to, to meet when we're out in Seattle. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I I, I checked. You got that. like a month and a half for that. I know, but I'm I'm I was a little behind on responding to emails. Um, so I got to do that. Uh, juggling a few. Maybe things. during your next ad read, I'll just fire off a DM and tell somebody, you know, no, kiss but, my ass. Yeah. So, uh, what? I'm trying to pull a gain well. Uh, oh yeah. Still, but yeah, I always look at my DMs and instant mess and uh, yeah, yeah, direct messages on both Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Uh, last question for you on offense. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we are not appreciating Jalen Hurts' current level of play enough? Are you using the royal we or you yeah. and me? The royal we. The way Jalen Hurts is passing the ball right now should be – I mean, he's putting the ball in such good spots. And so th- there should be appreciation. But also, there should also be like a, a recognition that he's a $250 million quarterback. I, I don't want to keep bringing up the salary. He's a franchise quarterback. That like this is this is the job description like being excellent every weekend. You're gonna roll your eyes when I say this because I've been making this point since the off season that I'm less concerned about the high water mark and more concerned about the baseline. And like the, when the baseline is so good that what you're seeing every week is high level throws, high caliber high caliber performances. That's what a franchise quarterback is. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, should a bigger deal be, be made of it? I should say this is, this is the expectation. As Jalen will tell you, the standard is the standard. As Mike Tomlin will tell you, the standard is the standard. If this is the standard, then this is what you should expect. We can, now, not four touchdowns, but that level of play, week in, week out, that's what a franchise quarterback is. When he's on the field, he gives you a chance to win that game. 
this was an interesting game uh, for the offense. It was one of those games where like the the EPA is really high. I think by EPA per dropback, it was one of the best games of his career. But the success rate was not quite as high because they were sort of boomer bust. There were so many big plays. AJ Brown, obviously, a big part of that. Um, there were a few plays in this game where where you know it was sort of it was sort of vintage hurts. Um, Which one comes to mind? You know what? Uh, this is this is not the first one that comes to mind, but but it's a a, a a throw that I really liked was the second touchdown to AJ Brown, uh, where he he puts it in a spot where only AJ can get it before the safety is able to get over there. Just a well placed deep ball, uh, and and like if AJ Brown is playing at that level, you might as well trust AJ Brown. I thought that was good. Um, the, like the the wide open Devonte one, like that's a layup, right? But he recognized it right away. Sometimes. You know, he, there have been times in the past where he might miss a thing like that. And so um, overcoming the obvious physical limitations that he has right now, it seems like he is doing a good job just sort of trusting his guys to win. You're absolutely right. And he has really good guys to trust. So I think that's a big part of it as well. All right. Well, uh, big game on Sunday, Zach, as we know that this is the start of a, a six-game gauntlet for the Eagles that's going to define their season. The Cowboys come into town, and if you want to go to the game, well, you go to game time. Because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. You've got flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets, for every kind of event in your area, images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code P-H-L-Y for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code P-H-L-Y for $20 off. Uh, all right, Zach, let's, uh, let's talk defense. Uh, did you get the snap counts up before anybody else this morning? No, I did not. EJ Smith, shout out to EJ. Wow. Was up at like A shot four, across your bow. EJ was up at like four, four something this morning. So whether EJ hadn't gone to sleep yet, or whether he got up to do it. I was at six something this, this morning. Wow, I, I did not slacking. get up during the five o'clock hour. What time did you get home last night? I got home at 1130. Okay. Uh, That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, but to have to drive from Landover, that's not that, that's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, to kind of bring some of these conversations together, okay. a few of the different conversations, I'll, I'll be quick on this because we have other stuff to get to. But... One of my issues with getting back to the people, whether it's text or DMs, is uh, I made a vow to Shield that I wouldn't text and drive, and I don't text and drive anymore. Uh, but some, but because I I I impulsively like I want to respond right away. Sometimes things backlog, and then I I miss the the text or the DM or or whatnot, and, and and so that's why the best time for me to respond to something is, is usually like when I'm in front of my computer, the text comes. Oh, I so you're saying right you'll respond to one that comes in right away, but that means yeah. you haven't gone back to look so at the like ones for instance, from before. So like, for instance, I'm driving into work, a text comes, the Apple CarPlay or whatever, you know, will read the text to you or you see it, 
um, but I'm not responding because I'm driving. Or you can respond thing. with Siri. Yeah, I don't like that because I, I like punctuation and I'm careful with my text. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, there there literally is a solution for you to be able to yeah, respond no, right I, away I and also that. focus I know. on the room. What, what actually Shiel recommended to me, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, is like... Uh, Hire a driver? No, is, is like take like 10 minutes when you park your car and respond to everything that came. So... Okay. But that's besides the point. So uh, snap counts today. Uh, what jumped out to me about the snap counts was what you mentioned before. These DNs. Well, well, first off, Kevin Byard played every snap. Okay, that's 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 a big part of this. Uh, but then the second thing is that um, these these pass rushers, these edge rushers, are playing quite a bit. Uh, probably more so than the Eagles want them to. And it does surprise me because they are deep at that spot. There's a reason why they paid Barnett. Brandon Graham's back for a reason. Uh, Nolan Smith is your first-round pick. So you want to see more snaps from, from these guys or fewer snaps from your Reddick Sweat. But there's clearly a, a reason for that. They feel, they, need these, they feel that these guys need to be on the field in order to play. So that jumped out about the playing time. Yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff about the rotations that are going on. Uh, there's a great site that uh, I want to shout out. Uh, I don't know if it's Hefe, Jeff, Jeffy's uh, Handiwork.com, J-E-F-E-S, Handiwork.com, where he has like the, it's a pillbox chart of all the snap counts. And so it's broken down by series, by down and stuff like that. And it's a really good visualization hmm. of how the Eagles are are using these guys. Now that he has it for every team, but like the linebacker rotation in this game, it is not... It's not like the nickel situation. The nickel thing is much more situational. The yes. linebacker thing is like they're just rotating guys. <laughs> yes, and yeah, so, with no rhyme or reason, it seems right. Like. And so the first drive, it's uh, Dean and Cunningham. The second drive, it's Cunningham and Morrow. The third drive, it's Dean and Morrow. The next drive, it's Dean and Cunningham. Then it's Dean and Cunningham again. Then it's Cunningham and Morrow. Then and it's and it just it just changes throughout the game and like. I don't. It's a little bit like the old uh, left guard rotation uh, from 2017 with Chance Warmack and Stefan Wisniewski, where like it's not a, really a position where you see this often, and I don't know what the rhyme or reason is. Um, but I have been pretty underwhelmed with Nicobe Dean. Now there were some people who, who disagreed with that in the in the chat yesterday. You know, whether whether or not he's playing well, it, it's a, definitely a bit of a red flag that they're not letting him play. This is his third week back. Now, this is the most snaps that he's played in any game, so maybe they are sort of ramping this up. But, like, I think Cunningham has probably been the best of those three so far. Yeah, Zach has been playing well. He has that length. Uh, and you saw that length come through. He had a pass batted, he had a pass batted down. Um, so those long arms, what, 34-inch arms, uh, I believe. So... Okay. <laughs> He has long arms, yeah. Yeah. He's known for his long I'm being arms. Be specific, right? Okay. I'm, I'm giving the, I, I think, 34-inch or 34-and-a-half-inch arms. Uh, N'Kobe Dean, the fact that he's not out there every snap three weeks after returning from injury is relatively concerning. Nicholas Morrow has played decently, and he gives them a steady veteran. But this was N'Kobe, this is N'Kobe Dean's job. N'Kobe Dean's supposed to be on the field every snap. He's supposed to be the three-down linebacker. So... Uh, whether it's Moro has played well enough that they want to reward him or they're not seeing enough from Dean, I think the, the latter's a little bit more concerning because you want Dean to make it 
so convincing. Like there should be enough of a delta between Dean and the next guy there that you don't want to take Dean off the field. If there's not that delta, uh, that that might be a concern. But as someone pointed out to me when I was talking to them yesterday, like he says, I'm overhyping Dean. This is a third round pick. I mean, this is not like you know, yeah, when an I talk early about- third round pick and a Howie Roseman linebacker yeah. early third round pick. When he's using that pick on a linebacker, that guy he's expecting to be. No, but hey. the person's point to me is is like the organizational investment in he was saying I'm overstating the organizational investment in Dean. And yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, I think you're I mean So you think I'm right? Wait, wait. Yes. For for Howie Roseman to use that early of a pick on a linebacker, he is expecting him to be a a tent pole player. I think this is like the third time ever that you've ever said I was right. So I'm grateful. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Every now and then you can be right. Um, at nickel, it was more situational where Sidney Brown was basically the early down guy. Eli Ricks was on the field in third down situations. And then at the end of the game, when it was very clear passing situations, they, they stuck with Eli Ricks. What do you make of sort of his ascension? Because of all those young corners, you know, we haven't seen Keely Ringo, but I feel like it's safe to say that right now Eli Ricks is, you know, the most promising of that group. What do you remember me saying about Reed Blankenship during the summer? Let's let's see if if your memory is uh, about Reed Blankenship. Yep. I think what you remember, what you said very often was Bo. Credit to you because you are the one who first noticed okay, that Reed Blankenship okay. was a player okay. to watch, and he looks okay. like he could be really good, and you deserve all the credit for that. I'm rolling my eyes for the audio listeners. You did say that a lot. I did say that a lot. What else did I say? Uh, Bo, you're so handsome. I, uh, I didn't the say milk that. check thing was really funny. Okay. I said that if I was just watching and I did not know the history and I stopped viewing him as an undrafted free agent, I would say this guy's this is this guy's the best safety on the team. Like I was using his history against him almost, right? So in Eli Ricks' case, I gotta say, uh if you were just if if you didn't have if you took away all my institutional knowledge, like if you just started covering the team today and you didn't know when anyone was drafted or anyone's history and you just watched them play, you would say Eli Ricks is better than Keely Ringo for sure. I mean, it, it, I think during the summer that was the case. But also you would say like Eli Ricks deserves to be on the field. He's he's active. He's long arms. He's swarming. Um, I know he got called for that P.I. on the opening drive, but then he made a play yes. a few plays later there. Um, he's not like a passive corner. I, I like watching him. This is the Eli Ricks, by the way, who was a standout freshman at LSU injuries happened, transferred to Alabama, but credit to the Eagles because, you know, we talk about when I say, I say we, and Jimmy Kemsky has done a good job documenting this throughout the years that like they favor <laughs> these, uh, top recruits, right? Um, Eli Ricks is an example Just of that. like you. Yeah, just like me. Howie and I think similarly in this regard. Uh, Joseph Angada is an example of of this. And you're just trying to kind of end. It's it's similar to taking a chance on a former first-round pick, which what, what you're trying to do is is take out the talent that you believe is in the body that just needs to be developed. And uh, that's what you're seeing with Eli Ricks. I would play Eli Ricks more. And what's impressed me, frankly, is that that body type uh, is doing decently in the slot. And I think he has a better change of direction than you typically see for someone that size. Credit to Ronnell Williams, the uh, nickel coach, uh, is doing a good job developing him. Um, last, well, two, two more things on sort of the snap chart, snap count stuff. 
Uh, Nolan Smith, we talked about only playing four snaps. Yes. Like, are you, is that, are you concerned about that? Is that on your radar at all? Well, I, uh, I was buying his stock on Friday, in Friday's okay. show. Um, Friday was a bad day in the market, by the way. Uh, <laughs> most things were in the red on Friday. So bad day for me to buy Eli or, uh, or uh, Nolan Smith stock. Um, the market's pretty green today, so I should probably, uh, maybe Nolan Smith stock's going up. All right, Munker. But, um, but uh, Nolan Smith, I still believe in it. I believe there's a lot of talent there, but the Eagles are seeing, I'm, I'm not at practice and I'm only at the first 15 minutes or, or whatever at practice and they have walkthroughs on Wednesday. So uh, I'm only seeing what you see on, on the field. He had his first sack uh, two weeks ago. He got around the edge quickly, but it was kind of unblocked. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Nolan Smith was doing enough to play, then they would play him more. Um, but I'm I'm not selling my Nolan Smith's not selling my Nolan Smith stock. And then just generally, are you concerned about the like the come down from by the numbers? Their best defensive performance against the season came against the Dolphins a, a week ago, and then their worst defensive performance of the season comes the following week against a commander's team that is not as impressive offensively. I think that maybe, you know, the enemy has their number to yeah, some exactly. degree, but they're, you know, by success rate and uh, defensive EPA per drive, their two worst games of the season have come against these commanders. Yeah. That's what doesn't concern me is that it seems it's this weird thing against Washington, but they've done enough against Miami and Los Angeles. I mean, I mean, perhaps they play in and like, perhaps they, they play that McVeigh, that McVay style, uh, Shanahan style offense better than the enemies. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not too concerned with this defense right now, although there's six games ahead of us, which we'll get to this week where, uh, we'll see a lot more, you know, whether it's, it's, it's Dallas or Kansas city or Buffalo, um, San Francisco, uh, Seattle, there's, there's gonna be a lot of teams that will really show you kind of the, uh, the true colors of this defense, if, 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 although one could say we saw those true colors against Miami. Last thing on the defense, I want to give a shout-out to uh, a good stat I saw uh, on Twitter from, uh, I want to make sure I, I give credit here, I think it's uh, Bo Wolf, because I know that there were, I, I had seen it sort of stolen and uh, used other places, but uh, the, like, the Hassan Reddick clutchness, where it feels like every time there's like a big drive at the end of the game, he has a sack, mm -hmm. The numbers bear it out. It's true. He, uh, 11 and a half of his 26 sacks over the past two seasons, including the playoffs, have come in the fourth quarter. Both of those are, are highs. And the, the sack rate is insane when you compare it to the rest of the league. So uh, if you're watching on, the, uh, on, on YouTube, Julia has pulled it up for us here. And again, great job by Bud Wolf here. The uh, fourth quarter, one possession game, his sack rate is 8.3%. Only two players in the league are even over 4%, and the league average is 1.4%. It's like he becomes a superhero when the game is on the line. I, I don't know what the rhyme or reason for that is. Um, I know you asked, he sort of talked about it after the game, but, I mean, it's a, it's a big part of why they've been able to close these games out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I mean, I mean, part of it is he's closing the games out in obvious passing situations. But right? so is everybody else in the league. But so in is those, and yeah. he's an elite pass rusher. And this is what sure. I mean, this has proven itself over the past three years, you know, three consecutive seasons with double digit sacks. He's on his way to make it four. Uh, but the way he is at the end of games. Yeah, he's he is so quick around the edge. So on these fourth downs. When he knows you're passing the ball and he can get a jump on the snap and he can beat that tackle 
around the edge, and he's so good with his hands. Uh, now that obviously the cast is off, yeah, I'm not surprised. He's just a special player. All right, so let me. Uh, I mean, they, they talk about soul savvy here. If you want to. Oh, were you about to? I was about to, but you can go ahead. Oh, you know, I was going to talk about how Hassan Reddick, the one game he didn't make a big play in, of course, was the Super Bowl, but there yeah. was the, the slipping, and if only he had had better shoes, better footwear. If not for the sod father, maybe there could have been uh, a connection yeah, there. But you, go, see, I was you just, go ahead. I was just going to mention that my Air Force Ones are better than what you're wearing, and you can find that on— Just taking uh, shots at just some <laughs> classic good Allbirds here. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know that you're pulling those off like you think you are. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, f- for those who are into um, nice kicks, nice shoes, uh, you 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 got to make sure that you download the Soul app. That you, you download the Drops app. Um, don't miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and download the Soul Savvy Drops app. The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up. With all the latest news releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. I have it on my phone. It It's your one-stop shopping for everything sneakers. Uh, drop alerts. It, there are You should never miss a release again because you'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy with their drop alerts notifications. You can keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with their raffle trackers because there's, there's, there's really good free raffle management. And the release calendar, they give you an accurate release calendar that will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. Whether you are a casual buyer or an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with three different levels. The basic version, which is free, the Mobile Plus, or the Premium. And this Saturday, November 4th, there's a drop alert here. The Air Jordan 1 Reimagined Royal Drops. The Drops by Soul Savvy app will notify you when and where it's dropping. Download the app and never miss a release. Sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting links soulsavvy.com slash P-H-L-Y. For our audio listeners, that's S-O-L-E-S-A-V-Y.com slash P-H-L-Y. Or head over to the App Store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. We'd also like to tell you about the uh, tailgate stuff that we have going on for the diehards, the uh, meetups. We had, a, uh, by all accounts, a great meetup for the uh, Flyers on Saturday, I think. Went, went very well, and so... Keep an eye out for those when they come around. We'll let you know. Uh, all right, Zach. I think the, uh, the the last order of business here is Goose Wisely. Mm. Uh, and if we want to run that down, I can tell you how it went. You had Nicholas Morrow has at least one sack. Didn't happen. I had Emmanuel Forbes out snaps Eli Ricks. Forbes did play, but he did not snap out snap Eli Ricks. You had Jalen Hurts commits at least two turnovers. I had Jalen Hurts commits no turnovers. No blood there. You had Dallas Goddard has more receiving yards in than the post-game show length in minutes. Dallas Goddard had 36 yards receiving, so you do not get that. I had Jalen Hurts has a season high in rushing yards. That obviously did not happen. You put your go- golden goose on A.J. Brown has at least 125 yards receiving. You got it. Two points for you. I had Terry McLaurin has at least 100 yards receiving. Did not hit, so you're up to nothing. Uh, you had a punt or kickoff lands on the field of play and bounces backwards. I don't think that happened. And I had there is at least one snap taken by either team from the 50-yard line. I actually don't know whether this happened or not. I'm going to look it up really quickly. Let's just say it didn't happen. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to just say it didn't happen. 
Uh, I can look it up quickly. And it did happen. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts kneels the final snap of the game, Zach. Ah. Second and 11 from the 50. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. I get it. Wow. The last snap of game. So dramatic. Two to one. You had a golden goose on there is an onside kick attempt. I had done there is a two-point conversion attempt. So I go uh, bust there and you get two points. So you're up four to one. You had the commander's attempt at two-point conversion. Didn't happen. I had the losing team wins the turnover battle. That did happen. So four to two. And then uh, you've already clinched, but you have the Eagles score more points than they did last week. You get it. I had the Sixers score more points on Saturday than on Thursday. They did not. So you get a win. Five to two, and that is also the score of the season. I'm up five to two, so congratulations. And how about the overall numbers for the season? Uh, I am up 25 to 22. Okay. Just want to make sure I that's mean, all yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, but I'm up five to two, and that's what matters. It's, this is a weekly game. Point differential is important. Point differential is one of the greatest indicators of team Maybe success. it's more predictive about the future, but I am, I am, it doesn't help you that you're three games back. Well, it's a long season here, right? Okay. Uh, now, I didn't tell I didn't I forgot to tell Julia to uh, uh, see the the rosters that we had last week, but I had the Eagles wide receivers. I had both lines of scrimmage. Sam Howell played a good game. I think that's a win for me. Uh, I had Jalen Hurts. He threw four touchdowns. Right to AJ Brown, most okay. of them. Okay. Well, he I and mean Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin had a touchdown. Jahan Dotson had a touchdown. Okay. okay. So. Uh, so let's, let's put that out there. Uh, Dallas Goddard did not have a great game for the Eagles. Um, Washington's offensive line. You had Goddard. Yeah, I know. Washington's offensive line did not give up a sack until the, that's uh, true. But that, you know why? Because Sam Howell was getting rid of the ball so quickly. I mean, I think that the offensive line has something to do with it. Right. Uh, I think what probably would happen is it would have been a close game, and then when the game was on the line, Hassan Reddick would have had the game-winning sack, and so or maybe Jalen Hurts would have thrown the touchdown, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts is a winner, and <laughs> Hurts uh, is a winner. So, we're now going back to like the most reductive yeah. base argument you could possibly make. We That's not we a good still sign need for you. to find a good way, and uh, I got I, I got um, I keep getting messages from people. I got an. Um, I got an idea. This is such a self-perpetuating thing because the more you talk about how many messages yeah. you get, the more people are going to message you because they know that you read it. You're never gonna like. You're never gonna dig out of this. Well, I'm fine with that. Why do I want people not to message me? I mean, because you might like want to spend time with your family or live your life. I mean, my my family knows that I <laughs> love my job, right? I mean. <laughs> Actually, my family knows that like when I'm least happy, it's when I'm like not happy with my with my with my work. So, uh, yeah, I, I think my family wants I, if I I know Emily's not watching this right now because uh, Sloan has, um, I think, gymnastics. But um, uh, she would be nodding her head like if people aren't messaging me, if if, if our numbers aren't high, then that's when I'm like, oh, God, I'm sitting up in bed and I'm looking at the YouTube numbers and I'm. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? So, yeah, I, uh, I'm guilty as charged. I, I, I want people to be interested. <laughs> okay. My, uh, my, uh, my biggest, well, I shouldn't say my biggest fear, but like I worry about apathy. I never want an apathetic audience. I always want an audience that's passionate and that cares. I mean, that's fine. Well, that's why you and I work well together, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. It's a good balance. So, yeah. Now, uh, before we go, Zach, mm-hmm. just want to say that uh, we would recommend, I think, tomorrow's show 
It's mm. going to be a fun one. Not going to not going to give you the give away the details, but we got a bit of a surprise lined up, and we uh, we look forward to that show. So I believe we're at one thirty tomorrow. I believe Is that so. Right? Yep. So uh, tune in for that. We'll we'll have some exciting stuff going on. Uh, anything else that you want to get off your chest, Zach? Uh, the trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Halloween, actually. Uh, yes, it is. I do know that. Uh, I, I'm going trick or treating with my kids. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but He's going. I believe you're going as a uh, a man satisfied in his occupation. Well, I'll see what the YouTube numbers are tomorrow. <laughs> then I'll tell you, right? <laughs> you get enough people watching the show, then sure. <laughs> and while you're at it, make sure you go to allphly.com because every day I'm checking to see what those numbers are as well. Um, but uh, no, I'm going as a proud father. Uh, yeah, and making sure that uh, that they're safe and enjoying the candy. My my kids like view Halloween. This uh, last year when I took them, this concept is amazing. Wait, you get to go from door to door and people give you candy it, it's it's like they're my they've been counting down um yeah absolutely you know my uh, we have an alexa in our house uh Flex. yeah free advertising here i guess and uh and, and my son literally says how many hours until halloween nice um so he's so he is pumped casey uh, has like a checklist he's counting down the days oh nice yeah. nice uh but but no uh trade deadline tomorrow after afternoon so we will know tomorrow afternoon if a uh, trade goes down and uh, it's Dallas week, right? So that's the last thing I'll say. This is, this is a huge game and every, and I know you say every division game is a big game. Uh, if you just look at what the standings are right now, if the Eagles win on Sunday, uh, that gives them like a really healthy lead over the Cowboys. If the Eagles lose on Sunday, they have the same amount of losses. Uh, you know, the Eagles have played one more game, but during this this really difficult stretch for the Eagles. So I, I don't want to say this is like an inflection point in the season. That, that would be overstating it. But um, I can't overstate how significant this game is for the Eagles. Good in uh, good reporter's instincts from Josh Tolentino in the chat. Zach, what's your favorite candy? I'm not a big candy guy. Uh, so, yeah, I, think, uh, I, I really don't eat candy, honestly. I, I guess M&M's when they're in cookies. Um, but I'm basic more, M&Ms. I'm, I, I don't eat candy. I, oh, I you have eat, such a sweet tooth. Yeah. I eat cookies and, and cake and, and like uh banana pudding, but, mm, uh, Mrs. Slay, but not, not, uh, even I'm, as a I'm kid, a you didn't guy. like candy. Even as a kid, I didn't really like candy. So no. you're not going to like uh sneak a, sneak a taste of reader Sloan's candy tomorrow no. night. No. And if I did, they, they, they'd be pretty pissed. So. Basic M and M's. What a we. What? I know. I'm, I'm not a candy guy. Like, uh, I, I, I guess I, I like Heath Bar in ice cream. Like Heath Bar ice cream. So okay. Yeah. So I, I like. The, I would have pegged you for a Heath Schuler kind of guy. The toffee and the Heath Bar. Okay, yeah. I, I like that. But no, I'm not a huge candy guy. Honestly, I mean, I would much rather have cookies, ice cream, cake than candy. Trick or treat, please. Let me raid your fridge or raid your uh, freezer so I can get some ice cream. That'd be funny. Good bit. Ask for some cake. I like that. It's for cake. What's your favorite candy? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I'm not a huge candy guy either, but I would say uh, like situation dependent. Like uh, Snickers could come in handy. Uh, Why wait? That's right. Yes, you are. You love marketing. <laughs> uh, uh, like a Twix, uh, peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's is my go-to uh, airport. Like I need something for the flight that's going to keep me 
like give me a little a little bit of a nosh mm. for like a three hour flight. I go peanut M and M's. Okay, there you go. All right. What about you, Julia? Pink Starburst. Ah, uh, that's very specific, Julia. Okay. It's pretty good. We gotta bring in Pink Starburst tomorrow. There's actually some in the other room. I think they might uh, be yours. Yeah. Okay. okay. What All happens right. if it's like a, a like an orange Starburst or a yellow? No. She throws it in your face. Oh, just the pink. Okay, good answer. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Monday. We'll be back tomorrow on Halloween with a special surprise. So don't miss that for Julia and Zach. I'm Bo. We thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Y'all silly like the mayor.